Hey. Hi, Evelyn. Go. <laughs> okay, we're going to start 11 already. <clears throat> let's okay, let's pray. At this time, to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you for your love. We thank you for this new day, new morning. And uh, some of your children having new hairstyle. So thank you, Lord, for being so colorful. And uh, we commit this time, Holy Spirit, I acknowledge you as the greatest teacher and revealer of truth. I ask that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let the words go forth, not in my own human understanding, but in demonstration of your spirit and power, that the faith of your people will rest in you and your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, so welcome a new person, Evelyn Zoe. The name sounds very familiar. <laughs> okay, this is pleasure. Wow. Purple, what other color got pink, black, orange? Ooh. <laughs> Evelyn go. <laughs> For Christmas. Okay, so let's start. Uh, continue today is session three of uh, the series on living in pleasure and not pressure. <clears throat> today, topic or title will be thinking from the hidden man of the heart. Okay. Thinking from the hidden man of the heart. So remember the hidden man of the heart, which is what your spirit man, right? Can think. Okay. So normally we think from the mind, the soul area, right? Spirit, soul, body, and heart. If you remember, uh, the first few sessions of Foundation Course 01. All right. So today we are going to go into how to live this life of pleasure and not pressure. All right. And today we're going to see how we're going to think from, instead of from the mind, we are thinking from the spirit, from the hidden man of the heart. Okay. Before we continue, one question. What is the entrance ticket into God's Garden of Eden? Or life of pleasure and not pressure, right? So if you all go to a park, Disneyland Park or whichever, right? There is a, uh, before you can have the fun, you need to have a ticket to enter, right? Then only you can enjoy everything there. So what is the ticket? to enter into this garden of Eden, life of pleasure. Uh, those who are already told cannot answer, okay? And you see the slides already, <laughs> okay? But the rest can answer. 
Number five. Huh? Number five. <laughs> Number five. Uh, okay. Any anything else? Grace. Huh? Grace. Grace. Very general. More specific. It is covered already in our sessions. Righteousness in Christ. <laughs> okay, that's righteousness in Christ. <laughs> that's all, all of it. But the first thing, Faith. before we can enjoy the life of pleasure, Jesus, Jesus, very general. <laughs> believe, believe in Jesus. Very general. Salvation, receive. Very general. Very general. <laughs> Very general. Mm. You mean the one like confess in my heart and all that? Uh? No, very simple name. Love. This is section one. <laughs> section one. Remember, I told you in this uh, series of life, living in pleasure and not pressure, what was the first title? Of the first? Yeah. No, no condemnation, condemnation in no Christ. No condemnation. Okay. If we don't catch this no condemnation, of course, it may take some may take longer, but this is the key to enter in. All right, your ticket. Otherwise, we can go the whole 10 sessions and you'll go back to square one. <laughs> okay, because we will still go into condemnation, and when you have condemnation and guilt. Can you, you are you having a life of pressure or pleasure? Pressure. <laughs> yeah, pressure. Because there will be bound be sometimes when you will make mistakes. Sometimes, you know, because of the flesh. All right, you're still in this body. The only thing, that's why, remember Romans 7. The, the, the struggle, the inner struggle. Before we can even enjoy the blessings, there is an inner struggle inside. Spirit, soul, and body. Correct? The spirit that is born again wants to do things that please God. Okay? But there is a unrenewed mind and there is a uh, five senses, which is together becomes the flesh. All right? And that is, I want to do, what that will happen is, it will pull you back. And then you want to do the things that your new nature wants to do, but your old unrenewed mind and the flesh will do something else. That is when we put ourselves under law. And every day, it's not the Ten Commandments. Law is about self, self-effort to please God. Okay? Without Christ, it just, you know, you know the thing is, I'm going to help you very practically to understand the practical life of a person in Christ, okay? Not the theory one, where we are all Christians, we are supposed to be under grace, not under law, and yet every day there is a struggle, okay? So Romans 7 was talking about the believer. It's not the non-Christian, it's a believer, okay? A believer who born again, all right? So inside the spirit man wants to do the things that please God. Right? Once you be uh, patient, kind, loving, good, 
mother and all those kind of things. Right? But end up doing opposite. <laughs> okay, like what uh, yesterday Pastor Cheng Lan shared in her testimony. Okay, she wants to be the uh, uh, great, good mother, you know, to all her five children. And then <laughs> the moment see the daughter comb, comb, comb the hair so long, what happened? The flesh came out. <laughs> and then she started scolding her. And after that, what happened? Of course, all the joy also gone already, right? Because there will be a guilty feeling inside. I didn't want to scold her one, but I couldn't stand. Huh? You know, she combed her hair so long. <laughs> so isn't that how we always feel? When we try to, you know, to be uh, good, to please God, something will irritate us and we end up, the flesh come out and then we do something that we didn't really want to do. And then after that, how does she feel? In the, if she didn't understand no condemnation, she will feel bad, guilty <laughs> for having you know, been so harsh on the child, right? But then what happened to the life of pleasure? <laughs> no more pleasure in it. Can be the whole day miserable. Okay, pleasure. I couldn't, you know, cannot live with it. Huh? And if the thoughts keep coming, you see, you see, you shouldn't have scolded her. You see, you see. So all this in the head. There's no life of pleasure there. Okay, so the first struggle is the inside. And then you have Romans. Is then uh, Paul says, this person under law or putting the law over, you know, to, to help him behave is miserable, right? So who can, who can save me from this? And then at the end of Romans 7, it says, I thank God to Jesus Christ. And then the next verse, Romans 8. So I've been saying this many, many times. Okay, catch it. The whole life in pleasure or actually life in living in the spirit is the life of pleasure but how to live in the spirit i don't want to put it like that because everyone will think something spooky you know and uh, wow have to come out and then uh, all, all the, the religious things may come out it's not okay it is a life that is pleasure okay that is free the real meaning of freedom and it all starts with romans chapter 8 verse one, which is, there is now no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. It is by revelation. All right. When you get this, the next time I ask the question, you will answer already. <laughs> okay. So, because we are so used to this, we have 30 from Joseph Prince, we keep on hearing it here and that, and it hasn't gone inside. That's what I mean by revelation. Okay, so we may know the verse very well. There's, and it's a very short verse. <laughs> Not hard to memorize. Okay, but it doesn't come as a revelation. That's why we cannot give it up. Okay, so we give up all the general ones. But very specifically, in order to enter into the life of pleasure, the first thing is to realize God does not condemn us. All right, for everything that we have, all the wrongs that we have done in the past or even currently. So that's why Pastor Cheng Lan can get up immediately. You see, the more you have this revelation, 
the faster you get out of the depression and the self-condemnation, right? But it's not denial, okay? It is believing and resting in the finished work of Christ that says, I don't condemn you, right? Remember, the vertical one first, between you and God. Everyone, believer, continually live in what? In that condemnation. And that's why the life is sometimes pleasure, sometimes pressure. <laughs> okay, right? And the first part of the pressure comes from within. Okay? But when you have a revelation of God doesn't condemn you, then only it gives you the power to overcome the flesh to overcome the sinful habits that we actually don't want. All right? But it starts from there. And then when we understand first God doesn't condemn us, that gives us the power to hear from the Holy Spirit what to do. Okay? Because when we are down, we cannot come out <laughs> by our own self. All right? The only power that can release you to hear God for the Holy Spirit for how to overcome this bad temper or whatever that is of the flesh is first you receive no condemnation. Okay? And then if there is still, as I said, sinful habits that you're living in, okay, the Lord will give you the power and Holy Spirit will open the way. He will be the one because you'll be turning to Him. Right? And he will be the one who will open the way for you to come out of that place. Because if we continue sinning, okay, then God don't condemn us, but we have no power to overcome it. Right? And the heart condemns you. Okay? So the heart is your own self. Your own spirit will condemn you because that spirit has been made pure. Okay? So it is made to continue to live in righteousness okay but condemning yourself is not going to help you get out of it when you receive say lord you don't condemn me okay and as i share this this is exactly what saved me from uh, years of condemnation and guilt and shame okay so i'm not talking to you hate knowledge it's it's a mighty power it's real right that when you first Realize that whatever you have done wrong in the past, God does not condemn you. All right? So that sets you free to enter into the solution and whatever God has for you. So without this, understanding that God has pronounced you not guilty, not because you did something good. Okay, again, it's nothing about what you did or did not do. It's about what Jesus did on the cross. Okay, on the cross, he took our condemnation. He took our punishment. He took the guilt, the shame of sin. Of the sin that we sinned, we did, we committed. But not he didn't. He was innocent, sinless. Okay? So because we believe in him by faith, right? We receive the no condemnation. He was condemned so that we don't have to be condemned. 
right? So this is a real experience. It's not a head knowledge. It is a real experience in your life, in my life, in your life. And until you really, really get it, will you be able to get up and move into the rest, you know, that life of pleasure. Otherwise, one minute is still self-effort. If we didn't understand, don't have the revelation of no condemnation, it's still self-righteousness. Why? Because you don't need no condemnation when you are doing right. <laughs> Correct? If you, in your own ability, are always good, you know, good temper, don't score anybody, don't blow your temper, not selfish, whatever. Then, do you need to say there's no condemn? Do you even feel condemned? You feel very good, right? You know, I'm such a good person. <laughs> so, where does this no condemnation come in? It is when we have done wrong. Okay? It's when we did something that we didn't want to do, that we know it's wrong but we still did it. That is when the time we need to understand no condemnation. And that's the time when you're actually standing in the righteousness of God and not in your own righteousness. All right? Because when we are doing everything right, we don't need God to say that there is no condemnation. Okay? And that is actually a lot to do with self-righteousness. So the best is just to first understand God doesn't has already declared us not guilty. No matter how big or small, although there's no big or small, our mistake or our sin is before God. All right, whether you think it's big or small, but sin is sin. And he settled the whole issue by taking the condemnation and the guilt upon himself. All right? So first, it has to start with that. It's not the, it's not the, the uh, everything, but it starts with that. Okay? And then you go on the whole of Romans 8. When you finish the whole of Romans 8, the 10 sessions, if you catch the revelation, then you will actually begin to live a life of no pressure. Because where does pressure come from? Pressure comes from guilt, shame, else? not good enough, fear, right? If you don't have all this, where is the pressure? <laughs> okay, The pressure is when all this come upon you, whether from external or internal. Okay? So, the whole of Romans 8 will bring you into the life of pleasure. Okay? Victory over condemnation, over guilt, and entering also into all the blessings of God. Okay? So, this is the first entry <laughs> into the life of pleasure. The no condemnation when especially when you know deep down you've done something wrong or you are living in sin. Okay? So in order to come up of that, it is not trying to go around it, but to realize that God doesn't condemn you. Okay? And then we go further. 
where is that power now to come out of sin? Okay, so first, this is the third session. I'm repeating, I've been repeating three times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's okay, all right? Because I think Paul repeat more times, all right? And I think Pastor Joseph Prince repeat even more times. How <laughs> many thousand times? Okay. Uh, before people get it, all right? So it's okay. But the faster we catch it, what will happen? The faster we enter and enjoy the, the life in the spirit or the life living in pleasure and not pressure. Okay, so won't go too deep into it. So last week, the second session, uh, we talked about living the life that is from Christ. Okay, so no, now knowing there's no condemnation, how to live it, okay? So God doesn't condemn you. Whatever you have done wrong, whether past or present, he still don't condemn you because he has already condemned that sin onto Jesus. Now, after that, in Romans 8 verse 2, okay, so we're actually going through the book of Romans with other illustrations to help us to understand. Because you belong to him, so first, no condemnation already give you the power to move into the new life, all right, the life of pleasure. Because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. So the no condemnation is only given to you in Christ. Okay? You, ca you cannot work your way out of no condemnation. That means, oh, okay, I sinned already, so I try to do something good to, you know, so, you know, it's like, okay, Pastor Chingma, scold the children and feel guilty. So, go and buy ice cream for the children <laughs> to make up for it. After that, sayang, 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 you know, and then feel better. No, it doesn't work that way. Okay, so it's not our own self-effort to try to get rid of that. Some, something in us that makes us feel condemned or guilty. It is God's power that set you free from that, all right? And that power, all right, from no condemnation, in verse 2, explain more. What is this power? This power, which in other version actually says the law of, there are two laws operating, or actually, it, it actually means, I, I like this version, what it means is two powers that's operating. The law of sin and death, that power. Okay, that when you sin, you feel guilty, you feel condemned, and this is all death. Okay, but we are now moved into Christ. It's all what Christ has done, not what you do. Because what you do and what you don't do under the law is the power of sin and death. Sin and death is about you sinning, and then the result is death. Okay, all the... the misery and everything, the feeling of condemn. But now we have a greater power working in us, which is the law of spirit of life in Christ. If you put, take out the word law, replace it with the word power, you will understand. All right? It is the power. It's a different power, just like the law of gravity. It's the power of gravity, right? <laughs> that when you throw up, everything will come down. 
that means the law of gravity. Then you have the law of aerodynamics, where the aeroplane, the rocket, everything, the, the, the power of lift. Okay, so that power is higher than the power of gravity. So if you get into a vehicle that is mo motioned or moved by a higher law, a higher power, then you overcome the lower power. Okay, so that's where when we come into Christ, that is the, the power of life. All right, the life-giving spirit is more powerful than the power of sin and death when you are in Christ. And it is from the Holy Spirit. So the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Okay, and yet last week we saw about this being in Christ, right, where the swing was made to protect you, okay, so that you can go and you can enjoy the life without fearing. What is fear, right? One of the uh, wages of one of the uh, result of sin, right? This child, so even a baby, you just receive the Lord, don't have to be fearful of falling, of sinning, okay? you know, drop, dropping out because he is inside this life. It's just like the two trees. You always come back to the two, two trees in the garden, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, where we try ourselves to live the life. And the one is to depend. The other one, the tree of life is Jesus, to depend on God. And he has got us, okay? With this, power that surround us, you will never need to experience all those miserable things in life anymore. So it is life we're talking about. All right? The other one is works, sin and death. The other one is just life. Living that life that he gave you in your spirit. So that is another power altogether. It's not about your our might, all right, to try to be a better person, a better Christian, a better mother, a better wife or husband. All right, it is that power that's working inside us when we are in Christ, okay? And that leads to life. So every day, instead of trying with our own strength to be a better mother, father, Christian, or whatever. The world says a better version of yourself. Forget about it. Okay? We cannot make ourselves better, at least not in the sight of God, because he does not recognize anything that is from the flesh. All right? The only thing that God recognizes is what his son has done. Jesus. And if you come under what his son has done, then you have life. Okay? That's why you, Christianity in Christ, you are made good. You don't need to try to be good. No matter what you try, all our self-righteousness or our trying, it's not acceptable. It's as filthy rags. 
then we cannot clean what is already so dirty, the sin. Only through Christ can he wipe out your whole record of sin in your life. So now we enter into a new life, like a baby born, all right, in the arms of Jesus, in his righteousness and his, in the spirit. Okay, where we don't have a past, where he has already put us, put the safety belt, the guarantee of eternal life, okay, that no matter what you do now, if you are in this, in this swing, <laughs> with, where's protected everything, then you are safe. That's why your salvation, you are safe forever. If you are, you have believed Christ, all right? So this is a power. Okay, this is not a philosophy, it's not a belief, this is a supernatural power that does not even begin to operate until a person say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Lord Jesus, as my savior and my Lord. Lord means master. Okay, that means you are now in control in my life, not me. Okay, so that's why we accept him as Lord. Some people just accept him as Savior. You still go to heaven, but you are, you are still the master. <laughs> that means what? You control. You are the, the captain. But when you say Lord Jesus, it means Jesus, you are the captain. Okay? I follow your instructions, not the world. That's where we need to know what are his instructions in the new creation through the word? And where you get instructions from? Word, right? <laughs> if I tell you to sit and then you heard something, okay, right? That, that is called you heard the instruction and you just sit down, right? So we need to hear God's instructions. And today his instructions are in the word, not the law. So we now have been able to divide, right? dividing the word and then. The next thing, later on, in the other sessions, you will be learning how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Okay? All right. First, you need to know the operation of the power. It's, it's not us. Okay? It, you, you cannot fly, right? You need to get into the aeroplane to, to, to fly. <laughs> so, to fly is a different power, right? In the air. Anyone can fly. Evelyn can, can hop but she cannot fly. <laughs> the ban-ban can hop. Okay? But there's one thing she cannot do, no matter how much she tries, she cannot fly because there is a power that is in operation in the physical, is still holding her down. So we cannot fly in the realm of the spirit. We need to come into the supernatural power of, of Christ, of God. So remember the word power. Okay, it's not our power. In the world, it's your own power. <laughs> okay, your willpower, your might, your strength. Okay, here, if you want to live the life that is you're entitled to live in Christ, the life of pleasure, then you have to come into the power, the higher power that is not yours, not your own, not your own strength. Okay, all right, so this is the power. All right, you saw this picture yesterday. 
So I think pic pictures uh, can remember better, right? <laughs> because uh, I say, what do what you teach? Uh, then words, all people forget. But actually words are very powerful. I'll show you as well. <laughs> but pictures probably stay more longer in our minds because we were also created with that imagination, right? Just like God. So our mind sometimes, most of the time, think in picture form. With the arrival of Jesus, the Messiah, that fateful dilemma is resolved. Those who enter into Christ, being here for us, no longer have to live under a continuous low-lying black cloud. So this is what condemnation does. And condemnation only comes in when you do wrong. And you need this power when you do wrong. Okay? which we always do, especially as if when we put ourselves under law. Okay, and under, I have to do this, I shouldn't do this, I, you know, all the I, I, I. Okay, so says here in the message version, it is a verse one and two combined together. A new power is in operation. Very clear. Okay. The spirit of life in Christ, like a strong wind, has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a fated lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. It's a lifetime. Can you imagine? If you don't understand this truth, your whole life, you will go through a misery <laughs> brutally. The devil has no mercy. And it's only God who has mercy. So, we can be safe already and still live under the tyranny of sin and death. But we don't need to. If we understand this, all right, that there is a new power that is operation and we hop into, we come into Christ with this new power operating in our life that starts with God not condemning us. And then we just sit there, rest in Him and let him take us where he wants to take us. All right? With him at the control. Okay, so. Yesterday, when I showed this, remember, there was a verse, uh, Ephesians 3.20. Okay? Now, unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us or that work in us according to what that power this is the power and that power is dynamic power miraculous power so what does Satan say in the world now i'm able to do <laughs> all that i ever think or dream of according to my own power <laughs> your willpower isn't it that's what it will teach you just according to your own determination. If you can will it, you can have it. And that, that's not the Bible, okay? <laughs> okay. The Bible only says you will to choose Jesus as your Lord. And you will to choose to go into the power, the miraculous power of the Holy Spirit. So this power is not your own mighty power where you build your mind, you know, every day say, I can do, I can do, I can do. That is self-power, okay? 
No. We do it in Christ, in His power. So you need to get certain things out from this here. All right, this uh, hard disk, yeah, hard disk, right? Otherwise, one day we will. That's why it's so hard to get the revelation because we put wrong data inside. So got a clash. That's why you call half law, half grace. Half law, half grace is not just from another church. It's from the world as well. All right, the world that teaches us you need to be strong. You need to, you know, uh, determine. You need to have real power. Never heard of this before. <laughs> yeah. And then, does it give you a life of pleasure? <laughs> a lot of pressure. <laughs> because you have the willpower. I don't have the willpower. I give up. <laughs> you know? And that's why many people give up. Because it's in their own strength. Eventually, our own strength fills us. And only those few that are so able to build their mind so strong. Willpower. I want to succeed. Okay, build, 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 build. Every day they have to speak to themselves, don't you think so? That's what they tell you, right? Every day, say to yourself, all those motivation, you just on the YouTube a lot. Okay, what do you do when you first get up? <laughs> okay, say that I am powerful, I will make it. I, 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 I. Those who are weaker cannot. Those who super determined, which is real power, they make it. But with, with Sweat or what? <laughs> a lot of sweat. Okay, a lot of time that they give up, you know, in exchange for their so-called success. All right, they give up their health, they give up their family time under a false, false lie of the devil. That at the end you will achieve whatever you're looking for. Not true, right? Because even who is the who is the guy who died? Um, the one who uh, uh, invented uh, Apple, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah. What did he say at the end? He worked like I don't say the word. Okay, he worked so hard, willpower, strength, might, everything on his own. At the end, even if we have the best food or whatever in this world doesn't guarantee us, right? Those people who went organic or whatever, they still die. How, how, how strong we are, we still die. <laughs> this is God's decree, all right? And it's a result of sin. So the best is to hop into eternal life in Christ. And you don't even have to use any of your own power. You just go into the rocket or the lift or the plane where a new another power is in operation and he takes you there without sweat. Okay, so it just came to me. That is how we reach the dreams and destinies and that God gives us a place in your heart by his power, not ours. Okay, the law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful 
nature. So God did what the law could not do. Okay? So the law cannot save man. Okay? It's just outside trying to help you to guide people into doing the right and not the wrong. But inside a human being, the spirit man, remember, already died if without Christ. So what you need is not to try to do good or follow all the good instructions or laws, but to be born again into a different state of life, which is what we have. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, so it has to be the same body. That's why you know why Jesus came in flesh. In that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. Okay? So this sin nature hurts a person until you, a person receives a lot, it's there <laughs> all the time, right? Where Satan is the master. Okay, it is Adamic nature. It rules the person. It controls the person. Okay? And the only way that it can end, that power, all right, can end. It's just like only way that we can overcome the law of gravity is to get into the law of aerodynamics which is a, more, a greater power. So who is more powerful? Satan, Adam, or Jesus? Jesus. All right, he's God's son. So the only way for us, for us to come out from that bondage of sin and death is that God sent his son exactly like us in this body of sin. And God put all our sin on him and punished him, put the hammer on his head, which was actually supposed to be for us. He killed sin in the flesh. That's what God did. Right? And he put an end to sin's control so that no believer in Christ can ever have to say, I can't control it. The power that's operating in you will give you the power to overcome sin. That's why it's about the new seed. All right? For those of you in Spark Jewels, right? You've been on this for some time. I, I, about First uh, John 9.10. Whoever, is it First John 9? Put a third, 1 John 3.9 or 3.10. That Whoever is born of God does not deliberately, continually, habitually, amplified version, sin. Because he is the divine sperm, the new seed, okay, dwells in him. He just cannot do it, not because of thou shalt not. The law is outside telling you thou shalt not, but inside there's a sinful nature that can't do it, can't be good, that tends to fall, tends to fail, until there is a change of heart, heart transplant, 
That means a new seed. That's why we need to be born again. So we are born totally new now. Now in this new seed, in this new birth, you have a new nature. Okay, so the old seed of Adam nature that you once used to control human being has been overruled, defeated, okay, by the new seed, right? The new nature. So we cannot have double nature inside us. <laughs> then you become what? Hyde uh, and Jekyll, right? Yeah. So that's why God didn't let Ad have to chase Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden after they sinned. If they were, they were having now demonic nature, Satan's nature, right? After they sinned, disobeyed God. So if they reach out their hand and God allowed them to stay in that Garden of Eden, they will take their hand and eat the fruit of life. And what will happen? They got double nature. <laughs> Sinful nature inside and then double nature inside. Cannot. It doesn't work because first God has to get rid of the sinful nature totally and he got the redemption plan. It's Jesus has to come and be our substitute so that now we can be born again and only one seed, the new nature is in us. That all nature ended at the cross. Okay, so we don't have that dual nature. That's a lie of the devil. Okay, what you know, uh, uh, you know, I have no choice. I got to sin. Then now, you know, I can do what Jesus. That's one. It's open. the problem is when we know the truth. Okay, you're born of God. Have a new nature in your spirit. And this nature is to rule you. This nature is to freely flow. Just like a seed, it grows by itself. You don't every day go and touch the seed and the plant. It won't grow, it will die. <laughs> right? You go and battle with it. Faster grow, faster grow. And then it cannot grow. It just needs to grow naturally. Right? With enough water and sunshine. Okay? So we have the water of the word. That is the new born again spirit, man, the new nature. So, this understand, okay, your old nature, that power of sin and death has already been settled by Jesus on the cross. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for, for us, not by us, okay? For us. Only Jesus, what is the just requirement of the law? All right, that whoever sinned shall die. All right, you commit all the sin, you don't obey, these are the consequences. So we cannot do it because we got sinful nature inside already. No matter, the law is good, but no matter how we try, we can't get rid of the sinful nature by ourselves. Only Jesus can help us get rid of it through a total born-again new experience. That's the new creation. Okay, So, in order to fulfill this law, 
to have all the blessings flow, only Jesus can do it because he is the only one on the, in this whole planet from Adam's time that did not have the sinful nature because he was without sin, right? He was not born from Adam. He was conceived from the Holy Spirit, all right? So, the, so for us, all right, Jesus did it for us. He fulfilled the law so that we no longer follow our sinful nature. So we now have the power because of the new power of the spirit of life that is in you because of the new seed. There's a new power that is in operation whereby you don't need to follow the impulses of the old nature anymore. But now you can follow and be led by the spirit. Okay, you, have, you now have the power to overcome sin. But you need to come out from the old nature of sin and death and understand, right? And don't put yourself under law or under all those that, you know, I need to do this in order to be pleasing to God. God don't require us to do anything more to be pleasing to Him. Maybe one, more, one thing is what? Have faith. <laughs> that, yes. Okay? Just faith. Believe. Okay? Other than that, all our human efforts is from old nature. Okay? Now, the new nature is natural. Of the new seed that you naturally you know, behave from the new nature that it is inside you. Okay. So, in Colossians, all right, talks about, Paul talks about the old nature, the old sinful nature, and the new nature. Okay. So, in the, when you understand this, this is chapter three already, all right? So, in the first class, uh, first foundation, we've been thinking, uh, talking a lot about uh, what he has done in you, the new nature, all right? The right, you have the righteousness of God, okay? So, from verse one to uh, chapter one to chapter three, the, always the second part, Paul will explain, right? How to live this life. So, having the new nature, it says, don't lie to one another. It doesn't start from this, thou shalt not lie. Okay, it starts from earlier verses. Who you are in Christ is your new nature to help us see that we don't need to lie anymore. You have done that with you have you are done with that old life. Okay, so we, we don't tell our children, uh, oh lying is okay. <laughs> okay, it's not like that. All right, it's not go crazy to the other extent and then oh, I'm not under grace. So children, today you can lie as much as you want, you can kill, you can... No. It's to tell them that you have a new nature, you're unable to lie anymore. Okay? So you don't need to do it anymore. You are free. That's what it means. You're free not to lie anymore, not to do all the bad things anymore. You're done with that old life. That life of all the sinful way of living already dead. It went off when your old nature was killed. 
all right, died on the cross together with Jesus. Remember, our old nature was nailed to the cross. So it's like a new, a, like a filthy set of ill-fitting clothes you have stripped off and put in the fire. Okay, that old nature with all the uh, sinful desires and sinful habits. In that new power that's in operating, in operation, in your spiritual, in a spiritual realm, that has been removed. Okay? Sin has no power over you unless you put yourself under law. So you are dressed in a new wardrobe. Taken out. Okay? All that sinful nature has been removed. That's why it says, you are dead. The old man died. Right? That's what water baptism is all about. The old person, the old nature, the old Adam inside us died. We cannot have two natures. Otherwise, Adam and Eve would eat the fruit of life there and then in the Garden of Eden. Okay? So God didn't create Jekyll and Hyde. Right, God, the new creation. Now, God, through Jesus, has done away with that old nature controlling you, Adamic nature, which is satanic nature, which is the part that you know it controls you. I don't want to sin, but I sin. Okay, that is the old nature. All right. Today, what God tells us is that the Bible tells us that the new power is you don't have to listen to that anymore. If you it's like taking out those clothes. Every item of your new way of life is custom made by the creator with his label on it. That's why it's always in Christ. What label are you wearing? <laughs> made in Christ. Okay? That is the label. Not made in Japan or uh, China or whatever. Made in heaven, which is made in Christ. That is your label. Not made in Adam. Not made in Satan. Maybe we don't like that name, so we put Adam. Sounds good, right? But it is still not good. <laughs> okay? It has to be. Adam was the first man and the fallen man. Christ was the perfect man. He's the perfect man. Right? And that is who we are made in. Made in Christ. So in everything we do, it is in Christ. Out of Christ... There's nothing worth talking about. It's all human effort. So we are dressed in a new wardrobe. And that new wardrobe, all the clothes, all right, is all made in Christ. Our character, everything is in Christ. Every item of your new way of life. So what? This is about a new life. You have been given a new lease of life, right? Whoever is in Christ is a new creation. All things that pass away, all things have become old, <laughs> are still old. They have become new. So is this a new way of life? It's like you've been born again in the natural, in another family. In the spiritual, this is exactly what happened. You now belong to another family. Right? God. Every time, every item that it now is in a new way of life, is custom made by who? Not the world. Don't put on the clothes from the world anymore or the mindset of the world. 
okay? Put back, put on the clothes from our creator that can fit us properly. <laughs> you know why people say they cannot fit in, okay? Because you try to fit into the world model, that's why you cannot fit in. You already belong to God and try to fit in there. God gives you special clothes to fit into the realm, the, his, his kingdom. Okay? Custom made by creator. He knows exactly, all right, what we need, what to wear spiritually. <clears throat> all the old fashions are now obsolete. Words like, okay, so bring it into practical, all right? The old way of life, some of it involve we all speaking things like Jewish, non-Jewish. Of course, that's, that's the time uh, of the uh, Jews, right? Paul is a Jew. Religious, irreligious, insider, outsider, uncivilized, uncool, slave-free mean nothing. From now on, everyone is defined by Christ. Your label made in Christ. So who define you? Christ. Everyone is included in Christ. How do we get out of this? Why, you know, this is technically, spiritually what it is, right? But why do still some, still some believers still live in defined by the world? What is being defined by the world? Okay, that is where the world tells you, not good enough. You're, you've got no strength. You need to build your power. There's something inside you. There's greatness inside you. And then you find there's not nothing <laughs> at the end. So, so what happened? But the real power that will operate is have a new nature. If one again you understand this, this power will continue to carry you. It's only the mind, okay, that needs to be renewed. So defined by Christ, who can define you is only. Christ, and how can you know what he called you? It's from the word, right? Every scripture that tells you who you are in Christ and includes you. There is no exclusion. All right? In Christ, all are equal, all are favorites, all are loved. But in the world, whether you like it or not, you feel condemned, you feel that there's an elite group there, they call themselves elite. <laughs> and you have to try to get into the elite group. And you cannot get in. Then you feel that you are excluded. And then the life of pressure again. It starts. Okay, so. Let's continue. This is the new outfit. <laughs> you want to wear? <laughs> okay, if you want to go into another power that's in operation, you need to wear a new outfit. Okay, this is not exactly that, you know, but what it means is that you want to go into outer space, right, into another realm, okay, and in the physical realm, the only different realm is the space, right, where they're no longer under the law of gravity. They have to put another suit. So to get into the rocket, and then to come out of the rocket and live in the space, 
okay, a, a space, and everyone got created space for us uh, yesterday. Okay, this is the outer space where a uh, bambam is used to. <laughs> because you look at her hair, she's pretty outer space. But she's happy with it, and so are we. Okay, so in order to live in another realm, we have to wear another wardrobe. Isaiah 61.10 says, I will sing for joy in God, explode in praise from deep in my soul. He dressed me. God clothed us, all right, in a suit of salvation. He outfitted me. <laughs> Outfit, right? That, that's the word that we use for what we wear. In a, what robe? What wear? What do we wear? A robe of righteousness. All in this realm of the new nature, of the spirit realm, where the devil can recognize and see and have to acknowledge is, and he's scared of you, provided you wear this robe of righteousness. Yeah, if you wear the wrong suit, can you go into space? <laughs> Straight away, drop. Okay, so even the rocket take you up there and then you didn't wear the space suit, then the, you get out of the rocket, you come under back the law of sin and death, right? And the law of gravity. And then, poof, die. You will be, go back straight onto Earth, right? You'll be pulled down by the law of gravity. Even the rocket take you up already. So, when Jesus already taken, up, taken us out of the realm of the law of sin and death, we go into the rocket, we go into Christ, and then we didn't wear the suit. <laughs> we want to come on out of the rocket to live the life. <laughs> we wear the wrong suit. The suit of what? The robe of what? Condemnation, guilt, shame. <laughs> Bring down again. How to live? So you see, when you go into the rocket of Christ, into the new power, we need to make sure we wear the right suit. We need to be clothed with the robe righteousness okay and that is not just a physical cloak in the spiritual that is knowing that you are made right not because you are good or you always do right but you are made right because you are not good but he made you right and acceptable that's why the definition of righteousness or god's righteousness is the ability to stand in his presence and the devil without Fear, guilt, condemnation, inferiority. And with all this happening in your life, is it pressure or pleasure? Pressure, right? Can you imagine every day you feel inferior when you're being compared or nobody compare you, you compare yourself. <laughs> That's even worse, right? Or you are uh, feeling guilty all the time, feeling... Uh, what condemn, feeling ashamed. Every time you, you stand up, you, the thoughts that bombard you is what you have done wrong. And again, it's not about what you have done right either because that's self-righteousness. This rope of righteousness, I was talking to someone last, uh, last week, I think about Friday, yeah. And then, she told me, Pastor Stephanie, she has many regrets in life. 
of all the things that she had done wrong or the wrong decisions that she had made. Then I told her, hey, me too. We are all human beings. We all got blood. Eh? <laughs> so I also have made wrong decisions and have regrets. Then, but they don't, they don't, you know, control me. Then said, she said, Pastor Stephanie, you're very strong. <laughs> you know, uh, to overcome all those regrets. I tell you, my regrets are worse than anyone's here. Okay, because I know all of you. But, so she said, you must be very strong, but I'm not as strong as you. You know what? I'm not strong in my own self. I'll give you the key to be able to overcome and live in the, under another power, whereby even if I, anything reminds me of the past, it's not going to pull me down because there's another power and how do I live in that power? I'll show you as you go along. Not to be overcome by all those wrong decisions you have made, all those, you know, that causes those years, the lost years that I talked about yesterday. And then, it's all, the devil loves to remind you of it. <laughs> right? He just loves to remind you, you know, and that's what he did recently, okay? Uh, just putting somebody with a name that I totally don't really want to remember. And then, but when I found, you know, for some time, I couldn't even uh, want to say that name that is from the Bible. But when I did, according to his time, as I let it, you know, let the, the new nature, let him lead. When I preach, I don't preach based on who needs what in, in, this, uh, in this church or family based on what he tells me. Okay, he tells me this, that I do this, I preach this. Okay, so, and, I, and then the time came, I was able to preach about mentioning this name without anything, <laughs> without any reminder of the past. And that I know. I, I said, hey, how did I do it? Because I didn't focus on it. I just let it, let the Holy Spirit take his time and take my time. You know, I don't say, oh no, I must get over it. I must preach about this, this person, the name, <laughs> okay? But I didn't just let it. But the time came, ordinary supernatural cause. It didn't, it didn't bother me at all. That is the, 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 the flow of the spirit, the life in the spirit. I didn't put a law on myself that I must overcome this. I just let it flow naturally. Yeah? And that's how we live life in Christ, naturally, by the spirit, not by, by force. God knows, you know, so at what time? when you are not conscious of yourself anymore, that's the time the miracle happens. 
each time we are conscious of ourselves, our wrong, what I should do, what is right, we go further, deeper down. Okay, so that's what, as, as we, and how did it happen? Let's go on. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature, look at this, this is the topic for today. Those who are dominated or ruled by the sinful nature, think about sinful things. Those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, think about things that please the Spirit. So, which means, okay, a believer can be controlled by sinful nature. How? The thinking. Okay, the thought life. Let's see something. So one is think about sinful things. Now, sinful things not just meaning go and kill someone. <laughs> okay, all right. Sinful things can be condemnation, can be guilt, can be who I am not. All right. So that is a result of sin. So, but he says that if we are controlled by the spirit. It has something to do with our thoughts. Okay, we are thinking the things of the spirit that please the spirit, and what is what pleases the spirit of God is faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Okay, faith is believing God for the things that we cannot do on our own. If we can do everything by our own, we don't need God. Okay, thinking. So now we come to it. Thinking from that means. What is the meaning of thinking, you know, from the Holy Spirit? It's thinking from your new nature in Christ or thinking from the hidden man of the heart. Okay? That is the, the, set, the title of the session for today, right? Thinking from the hidden man of the heart. Now, this is very, very weird, right? Because you always think from the mind. But now we can think from the hidden man of the heart. So I did cover it about the heart before. So if any of you remember, right? The heart is your spirit. Born again. We're talking about believers now. And this heart has that conscience as well as the, the part of the soul. All right. So it's the conscience plus the soul can think one. All right. So, the new heart combined with a clear conscience and can think. So, we read this scripture before, which again, the world outside also use. For as he thinks in his heart, or as a man thinks in his heart. So, that means the heart can think. <laughs> okay, I covered that at one of the sessions, right? About spirit, soul, body, and heart. The heart can think. So is, his, is he in behavior, one who manipulates? He says to you, eat and drink, as an example, yet his heart is not with you, but he is begrudging the cause. Mean, meaning that this person, whatever you think, right, will become the behavior. You are what you think, as what the world put it in. Okay, so he can... Do something else, all right? But from his heart, don't mean it. But he behaved like this. 
actually you can see one. All right. So this heart can think, which is your new spirit man, combined with the soul area, you can think. So that means that your thoughts can either come from the old sinful nature or it can come from the new nature. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. So where does the spirit control us? In our spirit, in our heart. He leads us through our heart. He doesn't lead, but God doesn't speak to you in the mind. Okay? He fellowship with us, spirit to spirit. Okay? So that's your new spirit, the hidden man of the heart. Okay, that now is alive and have fellowship means that you talk to him, he talks to you, okay? And it's when you allow him, all right, and follow the Holy Spirit's direction or, or, or instruction or whatever, then the whole nature cannot control you. But what you mean by uh, life and peace is, is the, the joy, right? The pleasure of the, the new life in Christ. So how, what do you mean by control the mind? All right? How to have, uh, to, to let this new uh, nature control you or, or rather control the thoughts because your thinking is going to affect what you're going to think is going to affect your life and peace. If you think always on the uh, sinful things or what you have to do or not to do, you have no life and peace. It's always pressure, no peace, right? Pleasure comes from first thing from peace. <laughs> if you don't have this peace inside the heart, everything is pressure, right? So it starts from the peace and the peace comes from where? Holy Spirit, given to your spirit. Then life, okay, let me show you. For well, the mindset of the flesh is death. But the mindset controlled by the spirit finds life and peace. Okay, so whatever your mind is set, your thoughts that are set. So the world today is very good at mindset. Controlling the mind. They cannot control your spirit man. <laughs> okay, so they control the mind. All right, and this is called the latent power of the soul. Soul is your will, your mind, your emotions. So there's a power there. But it is the power of sin and death because life is not here life is here right in the heart the newborn again spirit that's where life flows right? and so the devil cannot control here really the heart if you have received Jesus but the devil can control here the thoughts so you build a mindset that is set on the things that are not in Christ, it is still of the flesh without Christ. Right? It's still your own self-effort. Now, how to have this mindset of the spirit? Come to the how. Eh? In fact, the mindset focus on the flesh fights God's plan. So more details <laughs> for us, right? To know that 
I think it's okay, uh, you know, uh, have a little bit of the mindset of the world. Nothing wrong, ma. They didn't teach you to kill or steal or, you know, stab one another. They didn't teach you it's okay. But God said it's not okay. Because God said the mindset that is focused on the flesh, that means it's from the sinful nature. The nature that Adam, that, uh, that is based on what? The knowledge of tree of good and evil. That means I try, I try to be a good person. I, I make the effort. Okay? It will, it's enmity with God. It fight against God's plan. So do you still want to have that mindset? <laughs> okay, this is the truth. All right. If we keep on having that mindset that seems to be all right, nothing wrong, we're not killing anybody. But without God, it is enemy of God. That's why the, taking the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil is just a fruit. And what's wrong with it? Just trying to, you know, uh, eat what, uh, or, or rather the devil just like to burn. So you just, you know, you'll be like God. It sounds okay, huh? So the mindset of the world, wow, you are strong. Yeah, you become like, like God also, actually. <laughs> You're in control of your own life when you have that success. <laughs> God's word is never for us to be in control of our own life. Jesus died on the cross so that, just another word we say, that we can be led by him. We will depend on him. He lead us, he controls us, and he leads us to a place of what? Life and peace, right? In the end, the lie of the devil to Eve brought what? Supposed to bring to her, it was what? I'm like God. So, yeah, I know how to know what is right and wrong. I'll be in control. But in the end, after eating it, I became an enemy of God. Yeah, dropped into sin and death just by trying to, by listening to a lie. So, it's very clear, right? The mindset that is focused on the flesh, from the old sinful nature of self-effort, everything you do. You want it, you go get it. It's against what God is saying. Because God said, Jesus Christ died on the cross so that I can give you a new life. A life of pleasure, not pressure. A life that you will enjoy just trusting in me. Just following me. And I will bring you to the top. Not you yourself. I make you the head and not the tail. Those are the blessings that belong to us too as new creation in Christ. So what seems to be harmless is actually enemy before. Because anything that don't tell you from the Bible that you depend on Jesus is an enemy of God. Understand? And refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot. Okay? So, it is today we are talking about being led by him in this, in Christ. And enjoy that journey in him where he gives us the life and peace inside and then he turns around the situations that are messy outside 
and it brings what? Favor, goodness, health, blessing into our life. But first, settle the inside here and the mindset here. So the sinful nature is hostile to God. No matter how it looks good, it can never please God. So, which means the sinful nature is what? The nature that wants to do everything by itself. I, I mean, do the good. I want to do it. I, 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 I. And it never will. Because God is not about you and me. The new life, the life of pleasure. You can only live in pleasure when somebody is taking care of you. <laughs> you know, somebody who is able, capable, has the power, the ability to supply all your needs, to take care of you, is taking care of you. That's the life of pleasure. The baby is the most pleasure, happiest human being on this planet, right? Because he doesn't worry. He doesn't think of how to take care of himself. That is, he knows, even though he don't know how to think, or, you, know, you think the baby knows how to think, but you know, it has been taken care of parent and that's why that is the life that we can live without worries and pressure or that when we know we have a we're not orphans we have a father who's taking care of us it's very different from the world we'll say you take care of yourself <laughs> okay grow up and take care of yourself don't depend on me god said i am I want you to depend on me. I will take care for you. Wow. Then you can have the pleasure like a baby. Have sleep. That's why we say sleep like a baby. <laughs> you don't say sleep like a, you know, an adult. Well, adult cannot sleep properly. One. <laughs> right? You have a lot of bills to pay. You have a lot of things to think about. Everybody can sleep. But you sleep like a baby. Why? Because the baby is in the cradle and in the care of the parent. When we know this truth, that's where we can enjoy the life of pleasure and not pressure. The baby sleeps while the parent keeps awake. <laughs> Why not both sleep together? Okay. For no matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh. See? The mindset or the old nature is about trying. How hard you try. Try some more. Today, fail. Try again. And the new life, you don't try. Just live it. I'll show you how to live it, okay? But when the spirit of Christ empowers your life, you are not dominated by the flesh, but by the spirit. And if you are not joined to the spirit of the anointed one, you are not of him. So we are all here we have the spirit of Christ. So first thing to clear is that we are no longer under the flesh, but by under the spirit, but by the spirit. Christ is empowering us. And we can have that access to that. So that's the first thing to know. You are joined to the anointed one. As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit. So it's just you like a baby, right? Sleep. Okay, Lord, I, I, I let go. I surrender. Surrender to what? So if there are people 
do not understand who are they surrendering to, you can tell them a 1,000 times, let go, let God, let, let go to what? Who is this God? <laughs> That's why I had to listen to that message 1,000 times. No, like 100 times. Okay, that's more accurate. Why? Because I need to know who am I letting go to? And that's the, the what we are preaching here. Who is your father? Who is your God that you can safely let go of all your worries and concerns of life and know that he can take care of you and that he wants to take care of you and that he has the power and the ability to take care of you and me. And therefore, we can let go and sleep. That is a power. The only thing is about power, right? Who has the power in a, in a field, right? Uh, 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 two, two enemies, two parties, two sides. Who will win? The one who has the power, right? In the boxing ring, right? Who has the greater power will win. So between the devil and God, who has more power? God. And Bible says very clearly, Jesus has already defeated the devil. And he used to have power over us, the devil. But now, because a greater power defeated him and is now on our side, who is more powerful? <laughs> you have the greater power inside you. He's on your side. All the angels are on your side. Okay, so we, why cannot trust this God who has already won the war? You will, and when you yield and fully to the dynamic life on the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your own, your self life. For your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit and hinder him from living free within you. So it starts with understanding who is inside you. First, with that revelation, the knowledge of who is your God? Who is Jesus? Does he have power? Is his power stronger or weaker? Than the devil. Before we know, you know, talk about who we are in Him, we need to know who He is. Okay, the two things: who He is, and then only who we are in Him. So the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your old self life from dominating you. So it's not fighting the old nature; it's knowing. The new nature, first, who you are. Is this, what, who is this new nature? Which power is in you? That's why First John 4, 4 says what? Greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. Not many believers, they can cause it, but don't believe it. See then the two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your all your self-life of the flesh and the new creation life of the spirit. The new creation life is of the spirit. It's not, nothing to do with self-effort. It's the Holy Spirit lead you, take you, the power of a new, a power, new power that's in operation. 
you cannot make it. It's not your power. It's his power. That's why we, Jesus said to the disciples, wait here in Jerusalem. Right? The day of Pentecost. Until you be endued with power from on high. So we need the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit, with the person, comes the power to overcome the devil, to overcome the self-life. But when you are brought into the full freedom of the spirit of grace, you will no longer be living under the domination of the law, but soaring above it. Yeah, I got a bit mixed up last yesterday when I was uh, praying for somebody. I, think. I, I remember the word soaring above. <laughs> so when I prepare two messages, almost at the same time, sometimes a little bit mixed up here and there. So when I was coming back to this one, I thought oh, this is the verse that I was actually referring to. When you are brought into the full freedom of the spirit of grace, you see, doesn't just know about grace. You need to be brought into the freedom of grace, okay, which is unmerited favor. You will no longer be living under the domination of what? The law. The law that tells you, do this, not do this. This is right. Uh, do what is right. Don't do what is wrong. A person who's still guided by do what is right, do what is wrong, have not yet come into the life. It's no lie. If every day you are focused on what I must do or must not do, do you enjoy? That is something sometimes in the working life, right? <laughs> Your boss tells you, do this, do that, do this. Do you enjoy that kind of life? But we do it like, because we have to work. Okay? But it's not really very pleasure, right? The pleasure is at five o'clock, go home. <laughs> and then you can do what you want to do. <laughs> All right? Oh, you can jump, you can eat. But the, the time that you're working, where you have to do what the boss tells you to do, that's not very enjoyable. So what is a life of pleasure? Okay, I'm not telling you to don't do what the boss tells you to do, okay? But help you to see, all right, if we continue to live our life from morning until night and then, you know, fun, 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 fun. This is what I heard one Chinese uh, preacher preach. 30 years ago, it's very funny, you know, that our life is like that. One cycle, go to work, come back from work, go to sleep, and then wake up again, go to work. Is that the life of pleasure? But we can have pleasure while working. This is the, in the spirit, all right? We're under the spirit of grace, under the new life of Jesus. You will no longer live under the domination of the law, but soar above it. That is one caption or a picture that I saw once in Pinterest of this dog that is released, you know, and then this dog is very happy. Woo! Can you imagine, you know, your pet, you always keep behind bars, right, or behind your gate. Then the moment the gate is open, phew, they go outside, that's freedom. <laughs> and then say, live your life like this, like the dog that come out, not live the life that the dog behind the jail, behind the door. The dog don't care about you anymore. You can call doggy, doggy. And they say, bye, bye. You know, I'm free. So, okay. When you don't live under law, not the traffic law, okay. The, the, the law of your own, of the, the, the self. Okay. So look at this. The cravings of the self-life are obvious. 
sexual immor immor immorality. Again, you see all this is at the end chapter. Okay. <clears throat> Last few thoughts, but just bringing you to something. Pornography, chasing after things. See, Paul also had to explain what is the self-life. All right, yes, these things are from the flesh. Uh, what chasing after things instead of God, this is in the TPT, manipulating others, hatred of those who get in your way, senseless arguments, resentment when others are favored, temper tantrums, angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own opinions, being envious of the blessing of others, murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and all other similar behavior. So what is this? Haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom realm of God? It's not, will not go to heaven or will lose their, uh, what is that? Lose their salvation. It just says, will not inherit the kingdom realm of God. And you know what is the kingdom realm of God already, right? <laughs> Love, joy, and peace. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That is the kingdom of God. Kingdom of God is not meat and drink or, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So it says that, of course, if you are, we are living, if someone, anyone is living in all this, sexual immorality, last food, thoughts, blah, blah, blah. We got joy. We got pleasure. <laughs> okay. We got peace. Okay. So God is very clear one. Right. All this will not give you the righteous, uh, the, 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 the peace of the, the righteousness of God, the, the peace from God, all will be disturbed. That's why it becomes a life of pressure. So even if we apply Romans 8.1, this will bring you into guilt and condemnation, which is all wrong. So how to overcome all this? Is it everyday focus? I shall not see pornography. <laughs> I shall not have last food thoughts. I will not manipulate others. I will not hate uh, people who get in my way. Actually, look at all this. It's like everything that we do every day. <laughs> You're more holy than me. Okay, so but how to get over all this? This is all the flesh. To be focused on all this, look at what this is the work of the flesh, right? But the fruit of the spirit. So where are we? The earlier one? Or here, just now you read in Romans 8, right? Those who are, have this new nature are no longer controlled by the flesh. And if you have the Holy Spirit, you are no longer controlled by all those things. But you have the new seed and the seed produce fruit. So the fruit of this is produced by the Holy Spirit within you is what? Yes, all those things come from the flesh. But it's not you anymore. Because our flesh died already. So how do we overcome that? It's not by focusing on that. It's by understanding that we are born of God and we have the Holy Spirit and now the fruit, it's helps us to identify. Paul listed it all down so that they know 
what is the work of the flesh and what is the fruit of the spirit? The fruit produced by the spirit, remember there's no two nature inside us. Within you is divine love, God's love, agape. In all its varied expressions, joy, the kingdom of God, right? That overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of the spirit. It's not strength, my own strength. Of the spirit, okay? So, and never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. So these qualities, which is the fruit bearing, how many of your plants bear fruit? Today you plant the seed, tomorrow you got the papaya already. <laughs> Go on, ask the farmer, okay? And the farmer's wife. They know, right? Because they plant a lot. So you don't have, today plant this seed, and then tomorrow, wow, I'm going to eat already. Don't buy uh, apple anymore. No, in Malaysia, no apple. Uh, what? Don't buy papaya anymore. Buffalo don't tell like that, right? Today, I plant papaya seed. Tomorrow, we all no need to buy papaya. Tomorrow, we just go into the garden and we will find the papaya. No. Fruit comes through watering, right? The, the seed it has to grow first. It grows naturally. Okay? So, you cannot force the fruit to come out. So when we put the law above it, it means that we are trying to force all these things to happen. Okay? You're trying to be patient by our own self. You're trying to be joyful, but actually it's thick. <laughs> okay. Then what else do we try? We try to be kind, but we hate every minute of it. <laughs> okay. Then what else do we try to do? We try to be gentle, forgiving, you know, to be strong. There is a limit to it because the moment you try, you give strength to the law, to, to sin, and you become worse, right? Like Pastor Chinga said, the temple fly out. <laughs> At first, without seeing the daughter, actually, very good. I'm very happy. I know I want to be, yeah. I'm a pastor. I'm not saying her, okay? Just use her as an example. Okay, I so have it. Every one of us got it, you know? I'm a leader, I'm a pastor, you know, my child, God. And then after that, I'm, the moment saw the, <laughs> no more the environment of pastor and all that. Hey, what? what are you doing? That was a fantastic, uh, good example, right? Everything come out already, right? So, how to come out of it? She already got the answer, okay? And she actually had the experience. Don't focus on all that, about you. <laughs> Let your, the seed, the nature flow out naturally. And how do you water this seed? So keep your thoughts, this is how. Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real. So what is real? Is it the works of the flesh? It's not. Because Paul says that you're no longer under the flesh. But what is the real thing? That you have now the Holy Spirit inside you. Your spirit has been born again. You're married to Jesus. And you will bear the fruit of love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, long-suffering. Okay, this is the truth. So let your thoughts be fixed on this truth. 
what is real. This is the real thing that you are no more. Adamic nature is no more inside you because Jesus got rid of it on the cross. This is what we are to focus, right? Our thoughts on because our thoughts bring the corresponding behavior, right? Those who are going to enjoy the life in the spirit of pleasure have their thoughts fixed on the spirit. And what is the spirit? Just how you heard. This is the spirit produces these kind of fruits. What is real? What is honorable? Admirable? So only the word of God says that it's honorable, admirable, beautiful, respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. Now who fit into all these words? Who naturally fit into all these words? Who is authentic and real and honorable and admirable and beautiful and respectful and pure and holy and merciful and kind? Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, we are not all this without him. And we are not even meant to go and think, am I merciful? Am I kind? I'm trying to be kind, trying to be merciful, trying to be like Christ. No, the one that our thought is to fix upon, that who is real, honorable, is Christ, is God. He only fit into all this, ma. So, fasten your thoughts on, fasten. You know, you have to tie many knots. <laughs> Put a, a lock there. Put our thoughts there. Okay, I'll tell you again how to do that. On every glorious work of God, praising who? Him. Always. Always. So, our mind, our praises is all about Him who he is, how great thou art, how glorious are you. You are so amazing, Lord. You are so powerful. When we focus on, fix our thoughts on who he is, even nothing to do with us also, don't even uh, forget about who we are in him first. Who he is. That is how we think. Thinking from the new nature. You see, our mind, this brain, God did not give us a new brain. Right? We got one again. What did he say? I give you a new heart. Not a new brain. <laughs> okay? He gave you a new heart. And this heart can now think. With this new heart or spirit, this new heart can start changing the thoughts of the old soul or the old mind. Right? The mind of Christ is the perception of Christ. And the apostles said, we have the mind of Christ. Remember, it's not talking about every believer. I discovered that some time ago. Correct? And everybody, every believer said, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. No. Go back into 1 Corinthians and look carefully. The part that appeared, we have the mind of Christ. The last verse of, I think, 1 Corinthians 1 or 2. It's talking about him, the apostles. Because the next chapter... He said, but you, <laughs> you are like babies, <laughs> okay? That means they don't have the mind of Christ. They're talking to the Corinthian believers. <laughs> but you, I cannot talk to you as, as uh, adults because in, in the spirit, because they don't have the mind of Christ. That means they don't think like Christ thinks, okay? So we focus and fasten our thoughts on him because our carnal mind, the mind 
we'll all, if you have one uh, thought about ourselves and another thought about Christ, one negative thought about ourselves and one you know, good thought or real thought about Christ, our mind will in, incline to believe the, the thought, the negative thought about ourselves. Isn't it? I think research already say that. The mind, how many thousand negative thoughts every day filled with that. So how to get rid of this? Where the mind is more uh, susceptible to think negative. Negative as in, I'm saying not, not the negative positive, as in an enemy with God, right? That is not uh, God. So if we say, I'm not good enough, and the other thought is, God says I'm good enough, which thought will register more that I'm not good enough? Because the word that comes out of your mouth, remember, is very powerful. Word has power. So when you say, I'm not good enough, and even though you say after that, God, you make me good enough, your mind will register the, the not good enough stronger. Okay? So, forget about who we are. Only we need to know one time and just know in our heart, yes, it's the goodness of God. But don't speak it up. Right? Because when you speak out, the words have the power to kill or give life. So each time we speak something that is against what God has who God is or what he has done. When you declare, okay, I'm weak. Although it is stated that, yes, we are. So that is a statement of truth. Without Christ, we are weak. We are not good enough. But don't speak it up. Okay? Because you're speaking death to your body. Right? Just speak. In Christ, I am good enough. In Christ, I'm his child. In Christ, I have his ability. In Christ, my memory is blessed. Now, this is one of the keys to why that power of God is operating in my life, where people see that, how come you are so strong? It's because I'm infused. After knowing that, yes, really, you know, when we teach, of course, I have to say all this, right? But your daily confession, Okay, do not speak all this to yourself anymore. Speak what you are in Christ, that you are beautiful, you are his favorite. I can do all things to Christ. I'm complete in Christ. Okay, that God is powerful, greater is he who is in me. Fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. And that gives you the power to overcome. Because if you keep speaking death, your body will go weaker. Speak life to yourself, to the people around you. And you find, you know, that grace. Because when you say, in Christ, I am accepted. What is that? There's a power that operates 
through the words of what Christ has done and the focus and the fasting of the thoughts bring out a power that enable you to experience the acceptance that word that we speak. Can you imagine if you speak daily? Okay, but why are we not speaking? We go to another one. And not everyone welcomes the good news, but as Isaiah said, Lord, is there anyone who hears and believes? So before we can speak, before we can think, the thoughts of God that bring life, that all about Him, there's something we need to hear. <laughs> hear and believe, right? Because what you hear is what you will think. Not everyone wants to hear good news, right? Okay. I'll keep it a little bit for a while, right? Because this is this is how you how this is very important. So faith comes from from where? From hearing. That is hearing what? Hearing the good news about who? About Christ. Again, forget about us first. About Christ, that He is the Son of God, that He has the power, He has defeated. The devil, he has authority, he can prosper you, he is a good God, more than good God, he has the power to bless the work of your hands, he has the power to make you the head and not the tail, he has all authority in heaven and on earth and under the earth, he has defeated the devil. This is the good news, that he is the righteousness of God. Okay, Now, when you hear this, you have faith to believe, right? <laughs> when I tell you how great he is, how powerful he is, you know, your situation can turn around. Then you were able to have faith to believe. I'm not telling you, you can turn it around, but I'm telling you, he can turn it around first. You need to know that. That he has the power to do it. All right? So first you hear this good news. Faith then is birthed in the heart. So when you hear the good news, faith comes in to believe. Okay, this God is so powerful. Okay, I can trust him. And he's so, so good. He can take care of me. So I can trust him. I can go to sleep at night. Faith is birthed where? Not here in the mind. In the heart. Okay, in the spirit man. And responds to God's anointed utterance of the anointed one. There is anointing. You know, anointing is what? In that word. When you hear a word that is anointed, that is in Christ. Christ means the anointing. So when you hear a preaching or a word, you need to be an anointed one. The oil. Okay? Uh, you eat things without oil, nice or not? <laughs> Okay, so you fry the fish, put some oil, okay? So that and don't know. Don't throw away all the oil. Leave some oil there. I need to eat the fish with the oil. It's nicer that way. All right. So when you eat the word, when you hear the word, you need to have the anointing. The preacher who is preaching that word, or the teacher, right, must be anointed. You can feel it. You know, it's delicious. <laughs> it goes deep into your spirit. Okay? 
not dry. <laughs> dry, uh, you like cannot chew, so cannot, cannot get in. Uh, it's forcing it down your throat. Okay, very dry. You need water, right? But oil is faster, right? It's more smooth than water. So, the anointed utterance, okay, comes with what? That means you hear the word together with Holy Spirit. So, without Holy Spirit, it's dry. If a person is preaching and teaching the word of God and there's no anointing in it, it's so dry. You can't really, you know, enjoy it. So, what you need to hear? The anointed word. And then how? That is the good news. So faith comes from there, right? To believe God and to respond oh, to this God who heals, who can heal, who can bless, save, right? So now let's see what else also comes from hearing. <laughs> faith comes from hearing. Fear also comes from hearing. Okay. First Samuel 17. That's a story that I need to read through. So the Philistines and the Israelites, they faced each other on opposite hills. Imagine, huh? with a valley between them. So there are two enemies, two armies. One is Israel, God's army. The other one is the Philistines. And Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath. So the Philistine got their champion. Came from, his name is called Goliath, out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. So there is a war, a fight. He was over nine feet tall. So the story that you all know about Goliath is a giant. Now this here, it describes how tall is this giant? Nine feet tall. How, how many feet you all are? <laughs> Most of us only five feet. Okay, the tallest is six feet. Nine feet tall, you will call today a giant. At that time, definitely giant. So very, very tall. Okay, nine feet tall. Just imagine our ceiling also may not be that high. He wore a bronze helmet. So describe this Philistine, this enemy of God. Are you here also quite scared already? Open your door, Evelyn, and then one nine feet tall person stand there. Not only just stand there, nine feet tall, he wear bronze helmet. He wear bronze coat of mail, weight 125 pounds. That's heavier than some of us. He also wore bronze leg armor. Uh, carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. The shaft of his spear was as heavy and thick as a weaver's beam tipped with an iron spearhead that weighed 15 pounds. I didn't put a picture. He, you use your imagination. His armor barrier walked ahead of him carrying a shield. You wouldn't want to open the door in the middle of the night or in the morning and find this person standing there. What will happen to you when you see this? Okay. Goliath stood and shouted and taunted across to the Israelites. You're on opposite side, right? So big, so big, he must have a loud voice. Why are you all coming out to fight? He called. I am the Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you'll be our slaves. What is he doing? He's challenging the Israelite because he's taller than them, <laughs> stronger than them, mightier than them. Yeah, they look like, but they are army, you know. These are all armies. The Israelites are so army. But what made 
Goliath, so scary. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. When Saul and the Israelites heard this, the devil makes sure you hear him <laughs> when he talks to you. <laughs> to tell you how great is he. How terrible is COVID virus? They can mutate, or, you know, whatever. They make sure you hear it. You make sure that they will make sure you hear that the recession is that bad. That this virus is that bad. That sickness is that bad. This one got no cure. That one got no cure. You, put, you, know, you will die without money. And the, you know, every time you're on whatever news today or read in the social media, it's all about edifying or the devil making himself so big and powerful. Isn't it? Only here <laughs> and whatever, and you know, the church of Jesus Christ, you hear different things. Because the place, the, the body of Christ does not magnify Give no place for the devil to magnify himself. And what? how does the devil magnify? Who you really, right? So, here we magnify how great God is. But look at what happened. So, when you say, when you hear just now about the word about Christ, faith comes. We go back and hear about anything that's from this world. <laughs> the COVID, the germ, the virus, whatever. Cancer. Lots of jobs, economy going to come down. See what exactly what happened here is also happening all the time. When Saul, Saul is a king, so you can be a, even a pastor. Okay? And the Israelites heard this, the people of God. What did they do? They didn't do anything. They just sit there and listen to who? Mr. Goliath, who is the enemy. And they heard him and they were what? Terrified. And they were deeply shaken. Shivering. <laughs> so faith comes from hearing God's anointed word. Fear comes from hearing the devil's... I better don't use the word that the world use. <laughs> rubbish, lies about how great he is. You know, what was Goliath doing? He was just, he didn't even do anything yet. He was just speaking of how great he is. And he looked great to the senses, right? Nine feet tall with all this armor about him. So all five senses of the Israelites were all activated. First, they hear what he said, how powerful he is. We have been hearing how powerful COVID is. How powerful cancer is. How powerful, I don't know what other diseases. And what happens? They were terrified. Become fearful and shaken. They forgot something. Why? Because they've been hearing Goliath. David was the son of a, a man named Jesse who 
uh, and Ephratite from Bethlehem in the land of Judah. Jesse was an old man at the time. He had eight sons. Je uh, Jesse's three oldest sons, Eliel, Abinab, and uh, Shimea, had already joined Saul's army. So Goliath the devil was talking to an army. Okay? He's not talking to small children. He's talking to an army. He's talking about him, how powerful he is. And there was the army, Saul's army, King Saul, was as Israelite, was supposed to fight the Philistines. But before they can fight, they were already weakened with fear. From what? From just the words of a Goliath. David was the youngest son. So David's three oldest brothers stayed with Saul's army. But David went back and forth so he could help his father with the sheep. Now, David was not there in the battle, battleground. He was back at his father's house. And what was he doing? He was taking care of sheep, the father's sheep in Bethlehem, the house of God, house of bread. He didn't, for how long? For 40 days, every morning and evening, the Philistine champion, the champion is only in the eyes of the Philistine, <laughs> but now he made himself champion to the eyes of the Israelite army by what he said and by what they look and they see him as. Strutted in front of the Israelite army. These people, the Israelites, they remember David's time already gone through Moses' time. And many times God has already shown himself as powerful, as great through all the mighty signs and wonders, right? But now come this time where the Israel army spent 40 days every morning and evening listening to this actually nobody, <laughs> Philistine champion who was boasting, strutted means, you know, arrogant and keep on saying probably the same thing for how long? 40 days? How, how, how many hours in the day? Every morning and evening. <laughs> Every morning and evening, they will be in the army camp, you know, opposite each other. And there will, there will be Mr. Goliath. And he will be saying the same thing. Who can fight me? You know? And I'm no, no, blah, 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 blah. So powerful. I'm so great. You can look at me. You see? I already killed so many people. I am the giant. I am great. Isn't that sim similar to what the world is telling us? All right, the devil is telling us, okay, sickness is so big, poverty is so big, and all those things is so big. Just didn't say that. Behind that voice is the devil. <laughs> okay, so 40 days, 40 nights. Uh, yeah, morning and evening, they were listening to lies, to how great the devil is to how great their enemy is, how powerful. Oh, it's Joshua 1 8. They forgot about Joshua 1 8. <laughs> Meditate on the word of God day and night. <laughs> okay? So that's why when you hear, all right, when they hear 40 days, 40 days is quite a long time. Every month, 
months. And then we all here now listen to COVID for how long? Two years already. <laughs> okay. Telling you day and night how powerful is COVID? How powerful is this germ? How powerful is this virus? How powerful is all those incurable diseases? How many years have we listened to that? 40 years, 50 years, 60 years? That cancer is so powerful. That is the devil proclaiming himself, just like David. So, and just like, not David, uh, Goliath. Every morning and evening. And then one day, Jesse said to David, so it's like this, right? Saturday and Sunday, two hours each, you hear the anointed word of God, of word of grace, the good news. And then, that's only four hours out of how many hours do we have in seven days? <laughs> you calculate, huh? Okay. Two out four hours out of seven days. How many hours? Someone can you know tell me exactly how many hours is that? <laughs> Teachers need to calculate, right? One day is 24 hours. And then, because some people don't sleep, right? Even at the night, they are listening. <laughs> so let's just count it 24 hours. How many hours altogether in a week? Times seven, 24, times seven, 28, about 100 hours. All right? 98. Correct or not? <laughs> so, can you see? What is happening to believers? Okay, only that few hours they hear the good news. The rest of the hours, whether it is COVID or other things, are all messed up. They are hearing. So that's why they are so frightened and so terrified. And living under pressure and not pleasure. Okay, one day. Look at the difference between David and the other uh, Saul's army, the other Israelites. One day, Jesse said to David, take this basket of roasted grain and then 10 loaves of bread and carry them quickly to your brothers and give these 10 cuts of cheese to their captain. See how your brothers are getting along and bring back a report. David's brothers were with Saul and the Israelite army at the Valley of Elah fighting against the Philistines. So David left the sheep with another shepherd. He is a shepherd, okay? and sent, set out early the next morning with the gifts as Jesse had directed him. He arrived at the camp as the Israelite was leaving for the battlefield with shouts and battle cries. Soon the Israelite and the Philistine forces stood facing each other, army against army. Now, today we, we think, penalty, oh, Israel army is definitely stronger ma, based on their history. But look at what's happening with them in their mind, in their thinking. Okay, after 40 days, morning and evening, hearing all the how uh, from, from who? From Goliath, from the enemy, that he's so powerful, he's so great. David left his things with the keeper of supplies, hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers as he was talking with them. Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out from the Philistine ranks. But then David heard him shout his usual taunt. You see, <laughs> he's 
say the same thing on okay the devil don't say don't know how to change words one he always say the same thing on okay his usual one first his usual one hey you know you're gonna die you're not gonna live you know you are not good enough you are you are you know you are not a, a good person right so his usual taunt he will say you the same thing you're not going to get out of this situation you are dead end you know you're going to get the virus yeah you should die one you know so the usual taunt okay of the to the army of israel see the devil got no other thing his same trick it's just telling lies today to the believers he's doing the same thing okay but what's the problem the problem is that they are listening to him for 40 days, morning and night. <laughs> listen to the wrong voice. Okay. So what happened? When you listen to the wrong voice, fear up, right? Trembling up, shaking up. As soon as the Israelite somehow the army saw him. Okay, they began to run away. <laughs> What a joke! The army of Israel that beat so many of the enemies that killed the what he ties the para para say too much parasite about the, the real name okay all those in the in Canaan they killed and defeated all of them and today when they hear they see one Goliath one giant but it it was forty days first you know it has to go inside their mind. Right, what they hear go inside your head, okay. And then after that, with the five senses, they saw him some more. <laughs> oh, he's so tall, and he's very, very tall. Okay, they began to run away in fright. Have you seen the giant? The man asked. See, they're no longer seeing God, their God, the God who took them out of Egypt, the God who did so many miracles, signs, and they forgot. That God is powerful and greater. Why? Because 40 days they were listening morning and night to this joker, this giant, so called. And he comes out each day to defy Israel. How great is he? How powerful. So every day you read, wow, today COVID killing another 20,000 people, killing another don't know how many people. And then Cancer killing how many people? Oh, see how many people lost their jobs. You know, are we hearing, feeding ourselves on that day and night? This is what the, the army is. You are all warriors. So powerful in Christ. But we give our mind to let the devil talk. Okay. So this is where the thoughts come from. They begin to, the king has offered then he said, they run away. Why? Because in their thoughts, they also begin to think that the giant is more powerful. After hearing, that will mold your thinking. What you hear will, will contribute to your mindset. Okay? And what you hear so many hours will build that mindset. Okay? Strong. Instead of fixing the mind, how to fix it is by what you are hearing. The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. He will give that one of his daughters for a wife and the man's entire family will be exempted from paying taxes. David asked the soldier standing by, 
what will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defense of Israel? See, David was not bothered about what this stupid Goliath was talking. <laughs> he was not 40 days there listening to this stupid Goliath. One, right? And he, he just said, what is the reward if you kill this Philistine? He was the only person who dared to, you know, to ask this question. They were not thinking about rewards. The army was thinking about die. <laughs> and he wants to end this. David had a different mindset than the army. Agree? He said, because in his mind, is that, huh, <laughs> this 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 Goliath, this army, this uh, enemy, who do you think he is? There to defy Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine anyway? Who is this stupid virus in front of the mighty God? Jesus, who is this what? No, no money, no uh, loose job, cannot this one. Okay, can you hear? David asked the soldiers standing nearby, what will a man get for killing uh, the Philistine? Because we always talk what is, when we speak, we are speaking our mind, right? What is in our thoughts most of the time. That's why we need to think from the spirit so that our thoughts are thoughts of the spirit, okay? Not the thoughts of the devil, the enemy. But we cannot, we, the only way we can change these thoughts or think from the spirit is when we are hearing the spirit more hours than we are hearing the world or the devil. So what will a man get? Uh, who is this pagan Philistine? Because David, was the, he never listened. He was not there listening 40, uh, 40 days, day and night to Goliath. He was busy with shepherding <laughs> the sheep. So he had a different, he had different thoughts. He was hearing different things. He was probably communing with God and listening God from God. Who is this pagan Philistine anyway, that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? Don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. Okay, telling the king, David, this is a shepherd boy, telling the king of the army of Israel. Okay, the, the king also got scared. 
I'll go fight him. Okay, so pretend you don't know the ending. Huh? <laughs> okay, okay. So, so let's be here with him, all right, where he is. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. Why? Saul was also there listening to Goliath. <laughs> Mr. Goliath. All right. So why? There's no way. When he listened, listen, he should be listening to the God of Israel, the God who put him, you know, as, as the king. But as a king, he was listening to the wrong party, listening to the enemy. And he, he also got no faith. Correct? So he said, no, 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 no. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and win. If you have a pastor that tell you like that, better get up. He's <laughs> okay. telling you the wrong thing. Okay? So you are only a boy and he's been a man of war since you. So what is this king saw? He's based on the natural. He is looking at things from the five senses, the natural, right? That this guy. Goliath is a giant in the physical, plus it's all his words. And then, what about uh, David? Is only a boy. But this Goliath has been a, a man of war for many, many years. So when we listen to the wrong thing, that's the word tell us, right? Wow, this man is so successful already, right? This disease is so, so terrible already, right? Many, many years already. So must listen to him. Without God, who is he? I want to listen to a man without God, without Christ. He may be a man of business since he's you. So what? <laughs> Look at this. This is what uh, happened there. He was a man of war since he's you. So we look at the world and they say, oh, they're so experienced. You know, they did it, they made it. How many years they made it, right? Since that you has been a soldier, an army, a man of war, whatever it is. Uh -huh. But what? David said, David persisted. He said, who cares? Who cares about whether your background is how many years, how successful you are, how much money you have? how clever you are. Without Christ, I can defeat you. But he says here, I have been taking care. <laughs> Look at what he's, what he's been doing compared to what this uh, Goliath. Wow, you know, Goliath, the big man in the army, the nine foot tall. And from the youth, he has been, from his youth, he has been a man of war. And look at David, who is he? So don't ever look at yourself, who are you? And try to be someone in the world. You're, you are far more greater and powerful than the most successful person in the world without Christ. This is what David said. I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. He said, he's not ashamed of himself, <laughs> you know, that I take care of sheep <laughs> and goats. When a lion, but then he says something. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it. And with a club and I rescue the lamb from its mouth. 
he's not ashamed of what he's doing for God, taking care of sheep only. But he knows that even taking care of sheep, the enemy comes and he's not scared. If the enemy, if the animal turns again on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. In his very humble experience of a shepherd boy, he has encountered the enemy, the, the, the wild animal, which is this one, the lion, the bear. I have done this to both lions and bears. You, do you want to fight the lion now? <laughs> bear come and run the other side, right? But look at David, a little boy who is not scared of a lion that coming after his sheep, a bear, and he will fight with it, catch it by the jaw and club it to death. It means he has killed. I've done this both to lions and bears and I will do it to this pagan Philistine. Even he's nine feet tall. What is this Philistine compared to a lion and a bear? Two, for he has defied who? The armies of the living God. What was behind David's courage, the living God. His God is alive. The Israelites, the, the chosen people of God, has forgotten they have a living God. They only keep hearing about this physical man, that giant, who keep boasts about himself, how great, how powerful he is. And he looks great and powerful too, right, with his coat. Today is the suit. <laughs> All right, the, 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 the branded things that the people wear to show you that they are powerful. And this is what Goliath did. He showed off. Okay? And what did David say? A shepherd boy says that I killed the lion, I killed the bear. And why? How dare this person, the fish of the devil? Defy the living God, the armies of the living God. He was not only just fighting, you know, knowing that who God is. He's saying that the army of God deserved to be honored and respected as well. That means the believers, you know, you are God's so powerful new creation. How can we let the enemy put you down? The Lord, look at this, where was, uh, what was behind David? It's the Lord. His belief in God, see, an experience of seeing God deliver him. Or rather, you know, when he was taking out, taking, uh, from, from the, uh, taking out of the sheep. It's not him, right? It's his sheep also. The Lord had, who rescued me from the claws of the lion, and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. He don't see the Philistine as bigger than the lion and the bear. But he already experienced in his <clears throat> short life as a shepherd boy. He know who is behind him. The Lord, the living God. And the Israelites forgotten they had a living God. Because they yielded to what they were hearing to their five senses. Saul finally consented. All right, go ahead, he said. 
and may the Lord be with you. He also got God. Okay, the Israelites got God. Saul got God. So believers also got God, but they can be fooled and have their mindset weak, weakened by the voice of the enemy, which is he doesn't appear in forms. All right, anything. Remember just now that is enemy with God. And the and Saul gave uh, David his own armor. So what was Saul trying to do? A bronze helmet, a coat of mail. David put it on. He was going to fight the devil of the, the true, the natural way, which is the, the, the armor and all those things. We cannot fight the devil using our own strength. Uh, we cannot, you know, enjoy the blessings of God or the peace and the, all that through our own effort. I can't go in this. He protested to Saul. I never wear all these things. <laughs> I don't need all this thing. I don't need to wear whatever, you know, branded $1 million watch or whatever. I don't need. Okay. I can't go in these. He protested to Saul. I am not used to them. David took them all off. Remember what robe that we wear? We just need to wear the robe of righteousness that he made you right. Because that is what the devil is scared of. Not you by yourself. It's you when you have a backup. And your backup is the king of kings and the lord of lords and the creator of this universe. The righteousness of God. Jesus. That's the only thing that he's scared of. Not anything that is from the natural. He picked up five small stones. Five is always the number of ways, right? <clears throat> from a stream and put them into his shepherd's back and armed only. There's one thing he's only armed with, just this one. No need all those uh, physical things. With his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. So what is he used to? The shepherd's staff, right? Psalms 23, right? My staff, thy rod, comfort me. Staff also a sign of authority. Moses had the shepherd's staff. His authority was not in the armor and all the things that in the natural you use to fight, but, or to prove, you know, that's what uh, posted in, that's what Goliath posted in, the sling. The word of God, the Holy Spirit can fly, right? So, just go in the authority of who you are in Christ. And Goliath walked out toward David with his shield. Goliath just used the natural, his might. Ahead of him, sneering in contempt at this ruddy-faced boy. Am I a dog? See, some more, say some more things, all right, to uh, look down on. David. He roared at David. Wow, he think his voice is very loud. <laughs> so sometimes people out there they speak very loud to intimidate you, right? Oh. <laughs> you hear the voice, you're so okay. Why? They think that through all this they can frighten you to make you less of who you are in Christ. But David was not intimidated. That you come with me, you come at me with a stick, 
and he cursed David by the names of his gods. So they can even curse you directly or indirectly, whichever way. Come over here, I will give your flesh to the birds. Again, he was using words to, to try and frighten this small little boy. He managed to frighten the whole army already. <laughs> The whole army that was so muscular, that was, you know, for armor, wear all the helmet. And he succeeded because they sit there and listen to him for 40 days, morning and night. But to this boy, he's now trying to do the same trick on him. I will give you to the flesh, your flesh, the birds and the wild animals. But David had a different reply. He didn't... Go back and then say, uh, uh, very scary. <laughs> you know, very scary. Uh. What you say, uh, you're so powerful. I look at you, wow. Why did David have a different mindset? Why did David have a different answer? Because he was not listening 40 nights, 40 days, day and night to Goliath. He was spending his time doing the actual thing. <laughs> okay, taking care of sheep, fighting the enemy, killing the bear and the lion, because he believed it's God. You know, David is the one who wrote all the, the Psalms later on, right? He spent a lot of time with God. So probably in those days of being a shepherd, he has spending time with his living God, not the dead God. He knew his God is alive because his God killed all this lion and the bear. Who is this guy to say otherwise? Who is greater? They are challenging who is more powerful. By words. You come to me. This is his answer. And it comes, remember, I said, what do you speak? Come from the heart and what, your mindset. Okay? You come to me with sword, spear, and javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. So don't play with me. You have spoken against the God of the armies of Israel. And I come to you in the name of the Lord. He had no physical, anything physical to show that he is powerful. Nothing. He just have a sling and five stones. <laughs> no, we play five stones, right? Last time. <laughs> Seven stones or five stones. That was what he had. Okay? And a sling. And he looked. That's why uh, Goliath looked at him and oh, mocked him. Because in the natural, in the physical, you may be just a little woman, a small child. You don't have as much in the bank account as a person whoever in the world, but who do you have? Who is backing you? The living God. Okay? The living God. And if you, and what do I have? I have the experiences when I put a belief in God, He turned around, He protected me, He saved me, He healed me, Supernaturally, he blessed me. He tried to kill me, and my God killed him. And how? I refuse to think about how great the devil is, or how 
bad the situation is, I choose to think and meditate on who my God is. I told you all before, how did I ever come out from the years of condemnation of guilt, misery? It's years. It's not even months. It's years. Many, many years. Because I couldn't do anything on my own. I mean, I could continue. But I put myself to listen to anointed teaching that was like in 2005, long time ago. Every day, every night, in the midst of the enemy, in the midst of circumstances that was killing me, in the midst of losing everything that I ever treasured in life, not things, material things don't matter to me, but in the midst of all this, I just listen and listen and listen. That time was to uh, Joseph Prince's messages. His initial message of, of uh, grace, super powerful. I just listen. Didn't do anything. Listen, listen. Well, morning, the moment, the waking hour, because I cannot sleep. So, wake up. Cannot even do work properly. Okay. Wake up on the CD. Go to work. Lunchtime. If I have time, I own my computer and tap into the... <laughs> Listen again. No, no podcast, no, no listen. And then go back home. I'm in the enemy's camp away at that time. And then I don't care, just on again. Make up, eat whatever it is, whatever I'm doing. I just needed to hear who is greater. What? My God, is he living? Is he alive? Or in this situation? Am I gone? Is the devil really have got me? Am I in a state that is no, no, it's a dead end? I cannot come out anymore. There's no way for life to turn around when I was at that place. 2004. And then how did I come out? How did my mind change all around? How did I end up believing God? I didn't do it by my strength. I had no strength at all, zero. The listening day and night, I, did, I just refused to let my mind and my ears listen anymore to how great the devil is, how gone is my life. No more hope, no more, all regrets. I will lose everything, lose the one that means the most to me. Not husband, wife, okay? That one is not important. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because man can leave you, right? Of course, the dearest to you is your child, right? So, the only way that brought me back up to where I am today, where I can speak to you with this confidence, like David spoke, is that during those times, I experienced the living God, the power of no condemnation, the new, you know, everything that is only God can do. And that changed my whole mindset. And God took me out. 
and then we will stop and turn around and be like, that's why today I'm here. Of course, after that, a lot of years happen, right? But it doesn't matter. Every experience in my life, even the worst, God turned it around. So I can tell you with 100% confidence in God that He is the one who will take care of you. And he is the one who has the power and the ability to bring you up in his rocket. Not by our own effort, we will fail. I failed. But today, like David, I can say, who dare to say that anything in the world, whatever situation, it may seem the worst, but our, my living God was army of Israel, right? He is alive and he is for you and not against you. He has defeated the enemy. The situation will turn around. Today, the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you, talking to the devil, and cut off your head. Yeah? Not just kill, cut off the head also. And then, that means, don't give a chance for the devil to talk anymore. <laughs> Devil talk from where? <laughs> Sometimes dead already can still talk one, right? Not fully dead. Okay, so to make sure that he died properly, <laughs> and he got no more chance to speak, cut off his head. Okay, so don't listen to the devil anymore. Okay, or, or you know whatever that is contrary to God's word. Okay, I will kill you, cut off your head, and then I'll give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and the wild animals in the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Remember this is what God is saying. I will show you to the world. But who am I talking about? It's not how great I am. It's my God. My God. The God of David is my God. And it's your God too. All right, the God of Israel. And everyone assembled here. Whoever is listening to you, whoever is sitting here this morning and listening to David from my mouth, okay, will know that the Lord God rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. It's not going to do natural way. This is the Lord's battle. He will give you. See, remember one time I told you, look at the Bible, read again, and highlight every word that says give, give, give. God is, wants to give us for God's word, love the word and give. And the world tells us, the enemy tells us, you have to go and get. It's giving us without stress. Once you know how good it is, this is what will happen to you. And Goliath moved closer to attack. David ran quickly to meet him, reaching into his shepherd's back. What is that? And taking out a stone. The grace. Five stones, right? He hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead just one time. He didn't even need all the five stones. The stone sank in and Goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground. When you know and experience the power of God in your life, the devil run, not you run. <laughs> when situations, the enemy is coming at you, he has to run, not you. Because the word of God says, the enemy comes against me one way, he has to flee seven ways. Go into the shepherd's back. 
the Lord is my shepherd. As a shepherd, David knew that Jesus, God, was his shepherd. Have you experienced the Lord as your shepherd? Then go and experience it. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone, for he had no sword. He never used anything that came out from the enemy side, that the enemy used. He don't need it. He only need what God has him experienced. All right, the word of God. It's a double-edged sword, right? We have a spiritual sword. We don't need the natural one to win the battles of our lives. Right? The word of God, the word of grace, the word of how powerful is our God. It's the one who's your sword. And where does the sword come out from? It's not the physical sword you go and kill. It comes out from your mouth. It cannot come out from your mouth if you don't put it in the heart and you don't put it in the head. Okay, so whatever you hear is what will happen, what will form the mindset. That is called brainwash, right? <laughs> in the world. So very easy, right? You keep hearing a thing for 10 years. Of course, you become like that. Okay? So if we hear the word of God properly, the correct word, the authentic real word of who God is, how powerful are you? You will keep him in perfect peace who all who trust in you, whose thoughts are fixed on you. So how do you have thoughts fixed on God? Here. What are you putting in day and night? What are you listening to? It's not hard, right? To just listen. Or oh, is it very hard? <laughs> okay. It's not as if you do anything, right? Just listen to the correct wisdom of God. Who God, your God is. And stop at the same time, stop listening to the world, to S.A. Tan indirectly, can be using someone or something to tell you, okay? You have, that is the only thing if I want you all to do, is to do this, that's all. Listen, okay? Until our thoughts, because whatever we hear will either bring faith or bring fear. So as we listen and listen and listen and listen, and listen. No, I'm not trying to. I'm not selling my CDs, right? So I, so I'm not uh, <laughs> promoting my messages, right? So why I ask you to listen? The word does not come from me. I can tell you hundred percent. That's why I pray this prayer. Let it not come from my own human wisdom. I have Holy Spirit. And listening one time is not going to. Bring that faith. I, 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 I many times when Wendy listened a few times. <laughs> okay. she, she can testify, right? It's not about because sometimes I even say things that I don't remember because every preacher, um, the anointing comes from him. I'm giving the glory to him, not to me. In me, there's nothing. But in Christ, okay, it comes from him. And even I, some, that's why I said I benefit more from the teaching than probably from any one of you. Because during the preparing, yes, I received a certain revelation. But during the preaching itself or the teaching itself, the Holy Spirit speaks to me and says, Oh, 
<laughs> I, I, I didn't even get that. You know, I couldn't put certain things together and I just leave it. I'm not going to stress over it. But I know that I can I speak the word for he will speak it up and he put it together clear for me. So I learned some things there also from the Holy Spirit. You listen, listen, whether it's Joseph Prince because he's teaching grace, it's good, or what I'm teaching you, you will have caught it already. That the first start, okay, there's no condemnation, okay? So if I'm saying this, if you understand no condemnation, you won't be condemning yourself. <laughs> okay, right? That the first start to the life of pleasure is no condemnation. So if I say this and you feel condemned, then start over again <laughs> okay so but how does it come faith comes and understanding comes by listening and listening and listening faith comes by hearing and hearing first hearing the outer ear the next hearing is the inner ear the ear of your spirit man. all right until you form a mindset and imagination a picture in our minds that our living god is greater and our god can prosper us Without the sweat and toil that the devil, you know, can also prosper the people without God. But it's through sweat and toil and losing a lot of things in life. It's something that the devil always demand in exchange for giving someone power or wealth. I've lived long enough to hear enough testimonies of that. Like even power. A person who shook hands with the devil. He was a rich doctor from Haiti. He said, he went out one night, the devil had an appointment with him. Devil, real one. Huh? Maybe, I don't know that. No, I don't. But he said, the devil promised him, I will give you the power. Even power so-called to heal people. Okay, Power until the whole village will be scared of him. You know, a lot of witch doctors, they dominate the people, right? They're scared. The villagers are scared because they got power, right? I will give you this power. And you know, it's from, he's making a contract with the devil himself. So sometimes it's a power of riches as well. Of wealth. Okay? So he, he uh, actually have all these spirits in uh, jars in his house. And one day, the devil came to take what belongs to him. All right, through that contract. I give you power. What do you give me? The wife got cancer, tumor. And she felt that he made the wrong decision. You know, but it cannot come out already. See, the devil never give you freedom of choice. You know, he's not merciful, not like our God. He, eventually he comes to take, take back what he gave you. If, if you get the wealth from him, he will come and take back. Right? That's why the verse says, there's one verse in Proverbs, right? The blessing of the Lord makes us truly rich without toil, without sorrow. But the one that you get from the world, which is under the devil, he come and take back. But thank God for God's mercy. His wife and him, that time, Catherine Kuhlman was around. And they, by the mercy of God, went to one meeting of Catherine Kuhlman. I think some of you know who is Catherine Kuhlman, but a powerful evangelist of Jesus. And in that meeting, God healed 
the wife of the tumor, brain tumor. And both of them, this witch doctor and the wife, gave their hearts to Jesus Christ, who is greater than the devil. And finally, this witch doctor knew who is more powerful. And not only is our God powerful, he is merciful. He will never give you sickness and disease, not like the devil. So it's not worth it. Whatever the devil offers indirectly, it's not worth it. But in Christ, keep listening to him, peace come upon you. For the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the spirit finds life and peace. So as I said, it's how, how? I cannot control my thinking, you know, my thoughts go around the world. Now I tell you a day, right? <laughs> you, you, you hear? If not, you have to listen to uh, wait till Evelyn do the editing. Thank, thank God for Evelyn. She's so wonderful, rushing everything and then rushing so that we all can hear again the words of the Holy Spirit, the wisdom of God, right? So she do for us. And so how to get this mindset? Anybody got the answer? I talked very long with him. If he didn't get, <laughs> bye. Hearing. Exactly. So simple, right? Just hearing. Hearing. God's word. Okay. The anointed word from Christ, the grace. Not hearing the world wisdom. And when you hear, this will form your thoughts. And you will begin to have a mindset of Christ because you are hearing. That control finds life and peace. So thinking from the old nature, the old sinful nature, <laughs> this is the result. Okay, so last week we had all the happy one. Huh? Okay, <laughs> we will have one of this. Okay, this is the second last slide. All right, so you want all this? <laughs> if you don't want this one, look at that. So Oh. So when you talk to yourself and then, okay, as I said, don't speak all the uh, wrong things to yourself anymore. Okay, shut your ears from what the devil is speaking, what Goliath is saying. Okay, this is the terror. This one, you know, it's intimidating. Okay, the devil don't care. He's merciless. Okay, it will just reduce you to nothing. All the sweat. <laughs> See, the world make you very sweat, right? Because you have lived up to their standard. Okay? And God say, no need. I give you my standard. I give you the clothes to wear. So my standard is perfect righteousness in Christ. So no need to sweat. And then, the old sinful nature is full of fear. Always fall down. Right? And then fall down, cry. <laughs> always in condemnation and guilt. This will be... Is this a life of pleasure or pressure? This is pressure, right? Today, see, you, why we, nobody see us cry at home, you cry yourself, <laughs> okay? It's pressure. And this is thinking from the old, you see, sometimes you can be alone in a room and then there's no human being there, but you can hear loud and clear as if there are voices like that. Okay? Talking to you, telling you, you did the wrong thing, lah. You did this, lah. See all this. So how? You cannot stop it. 
but you can replace it by what you choose to listen. Put on <laughs> my CD, Joseph Prince CD, listen. Okay, if you've uh, not yet do the meditation uh, verses, uh, do it, okay, for your one day soon, okay. But in the meantime, just listen to, if you find, you know, personalizing and meditating scripture, still not used to it, just listen to the, the, the word of God first. Okay, the word of grace, the word of God first. So that you don't end up like this. Okay, but just thinking, all right, from the hidden man of the heart. As your heart listens, as your spirit listens to spirit-filled words, right, it will you'll be able to think from there. Because if your heart is empty, how to think? Think from where? Still think from the carnal mind. When your heart is full with the spirit and the words of the spirit, the light, then you'll be able to use your new spirit man, the heart, to think. And you'll think God's thoughts. You'll think his thoughts, his way. Today, that is possible. right? The, the, the words that say, my thoughts are not your thoughts. That's in the Old Covenant. But today, we can have God's thoughts because we've been born again from the heart. So from this heart, use whatever you deposit into this heart. Okay? What you put inside. The word, right? Don't spend 40 days, day and night, listening to Goliath, okay? <laughs> spend 40 days, day and night, listening to the Holy Spirit through His word of grace, the anointed word. And this will happen to you. Okay? It is not trying to overcome the flesh. It is filling yourself with the spirit, both in the word and the anointing. And that will cause you to overcome the flesh. Okay? So if every day you're still waking up and thinking, and still fighting the flesh, this is the answer, out. Okay? Your thoughts are not in line with the, with the life, the spirit of life. You are still putting yourself under the, the power of sin and death. It don't have to anymore. You have been freed from that. Okay? The new law, new power is in operation. So go under this power by the very simple act of just what you are listening to. And when you start doing that, your thoughts will be set by the Holy Spirit, by the Word, from your heart. And this is what you will enjoy, the life. Okay? But sit back, Christ is very safe in Him. And He will, you know, even, you know, in a swing, when it, somebody has to push you, right? So even in a situation when the devil pushes you, put you to one corner, right? It's like pushing you. How terrible it may look, you are still safe. You are in that kind of swing. <laughs> okay? So if you are in Christ, not scared of the devil, right? But you're resting, this child, like a little child. Jesus says, no one come to me except you be like a little child. And the little child's thoughts are just about the parent is there. The father must be there, the mother must be there, and he's strapped, safe and, you know, he's just safe in the arms of the father. And you can enjoy that life 
without pressure. Amen? With pleasure. So this is the third session. Then we still have two more before your answer questions. <laughs> Yay, Evelyn Zoe, very happy. <laughs> okay, it's just simple, right? So how do you do that? You hear us properly today? It's just listen and then let your thoughts, your mindset change according to who you are in your spirit, according to what God said. Amen? All right. Today a little bit long. Okay, you can listen again in section because there's so much. Inside. All right, let's... Uh, <clears throat> Okay, Pastor Chinglan, you can bless us for the whole week. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Stephanie. Thank you, Lord, for today, Lord, that we know we are safe in your hands, that, Lord, in you, we are loved, and there's no condemnation, that, Lord, that seed that you put in us, Lord, thank you that we, we receive it with thanks, that, Lord, day by day, Lord, let us, let your love fuel us. We continue to walk. And as you show us more and more, as we, we receive your word, you grow us that Lord will grow. We'll grow more and more. Like you yes. as you, you, will, you will just, you will just let this fruit, this, the fruit of the spirit to come forth naturally in your time that Lord, we can just rest in you Day by day, thank you, Lord, that we are your children. And thank you, Lord, that you, you never leave us and you will hear you more and more. And thank you that you're always there to guide us. And through this week, Lord, let uh, everyone experience your love. That, that in every situation, you are there to guide us. And we can just rest in you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay. So if some of you want to write out what you got today, you can also write and share in the group. Uh, if not, you answer questions in uh, two more sessions time. 